0: There is suffering in life. There are causes for the suffering and there are ways to come out of the suffering. So, same here again we find in Yog Sutras of Patanjali. So, there are sufferings and sorrows in life. There are different causes and there are again different techniques or different ways to come out of those suffering. So, We are looking at the causes of the suffering. So here the causes of the suffering is mentioned as klesha in Patanjali Yoga Sutra. So whole practice of yoga also helps to reduce this klesha that we can thin, we can
1: reduce the kleshas. So this klesha Again, as we find the root
0: cause of our sufferings. Patanjali has mentioned there are five kinds of kleshas. These five five kinds of kleshas, first I will read in Sanskrit, then I will translate it. So what he said, Avidya, Asmita, Rad, Dvesha, Abhinivesha, kleshas. So. What are the kleshas or the root
1: cause of suffering or what are the afflictions, attachment, fear of death or what we call cleansing to life.
0: So that's how he mentioned the five types of kleshas and today we'll we'll try to see in little bit details of all these five types of Klesha. So first he mentioned as avidya,
1: ignorance
0: or when we study about Vedanta, in Vedanta the word very popular word we find there is Maya So, Maya and Avidya are very much similar.
1: So, if we try to know what is
0: the meaning of the word meaning of the Maya. Maya is something that is not there, but it seems it is there. So, so what could be the example? So, example is like the mirage. So, we see in the desert, there is lots of water. But when we reach there, we find there is no water. And what we see there, the water that cannot fulfill our thirst. If we are thirsty, if you go reach there, what was shining like water, if we reach at that mirage in the desert, we find there is no water at all. So that's called Maya. So something that is not there, but it seems it is there. So that's how mentioned also same like avidya or the ignorance and this ignorance he also mentioned this is like the field so all other four like egoism attachment aversion or fear of death all comes out from avidya so avidya is like the mother of all these four Avidya is the first cause as well as the root cause of other four causes of pain and suffering. So let's see a little more Avidya. So Avidya as I mentioned that is something it is not real but we seems it as real or we make it as very much real. So that is not there but we think it is there and very very uh, very popular example or a very popular analogy we find in many of the scripture so the analogy is just imagine if you
1: walk in early morning or in semi darkness
0: and you step on something and because you can't see it you see something is underneath your feet and you just uh, it's just a scream with the word snake, snake is there, snake is there. And then somebody comes with a torch or with the light. And then when you are flashing the light on, on that something, then you find this is just a rope, it is not a snake. So, this see, just because of that semi darkness or not proper light, we see or we felt the rope as a snake. So that semi-darkness or that time, we can say that is the avidya. So something or the cause, because of that, when something is, we we understand as something else. But in reality, that was not the snake, but just we felt it like the snake due to that darkness. So that darkness, we can understand as avidya or ignorance. There are so many stories, examples we find in the scriptures. And a Very uh, popular stories is the, there. We find even in Ramayana. I don't know how many of you know about Ramayana, but you can find what is Ramayana. That is the story of Lord Rama in India and one of the very popular epic in India so there is a story about dasharatha so dasharatha is the father of lord rama so in his youth he went for hunting in the jungle in forest and he had a very good skill a skill of shabd bhedi shabd means he could shoot the arrow just listening to a sound, just hearing to to the sound, he could shoot the arrow without looking at that, what it is. Just maybe hearing the roar of a lion from far away, he could shoot the arrow and the arrow would hit the lion or just like, because they were mostly doing those hunting of the lions or maybe deer. So just hearing the sound, he could shoot the arrow, he was having that ability. So what happened, he was just in the forest. He was looking for his prey and then suddenly he heard a sound. The sound was very much from the water. Then he thought there's a deer
1: drinking the water. So he threw an arrow and then arrow hit somebody. But
0: just after a moment, he realized somebody is crying out of pain. So he just ran to that person. Then he realized, oh, I'm so sorry. This is not a deer. This is not an animal. the animal was not drinking the water there was a person just just uh, filling the water in the pot in an in an earthen pot so that that he realized he did a big mistake so just because this, because of that sound only he thought that this is that somebody is uh, some one of the animal is just drinking water and then afterwards he realized So that type of situation or that type of scenario, we can call it avitya. So like it is something, but we understand it's something else. And our whole life is also like that. Our human life is also like that. In so many things we find, we we think there is happiness, there is joy. And afterwards, working so much or working so hard to that then we find that there is no joy at all. So that is the first cause or the root cause of
1: all other of Now
0: here we will see now he is also describing the Avidya little more Patanjali. Now what he is saying here I'm just reading the Sanskrit lines. So it says Anitya Asuchi Duk Anatmasu. Nitya Suchi Suk Atma Avidya. So he mentioned here four points. First point he mentioned as anitya. Anitya nitya means eternal. That is something never going to be changed. Something that is changeless.
1: And due to our ignorance,
0: we think, we think something that is changing, always changing, but we think it is never going to be changed. It is always going to be like this. So if something is non-eternal due to our avidya, we think this is eternal. Just you can take some example, anything, but when we see around us Even we see our own life, or body, and etc. We find there is nothing that going to be for forever. But we feel ourselves that is going to be for forever. Even even in the history or in our also in our social life, we see sometimes people do so much to do something or like for example, suppose a person does so much just to make a beautiful house a very big house and th- with that thought it is going to be forever and then we find even the life is what he experienced uh, we experience it is also not going to be forever then how come that building or that house going to be forever and for that he's taking so much hard work you know and then afterwards maybe he realized oh that is not going to be forever so there, are, there can be so many, so many examples like that, even for our own life, we do something so hard and we are putting all our hard work, all our whatever is there, we can do for it and we do it and then we realize, oh, it is not going to be forever. Even nowadays, the things comes with a promise, no, the lifetime guarantee, but what is the guarantee for life? Where is the guarantee for the life? and the, the things or the material or objects we are going to buy and we are looking lifetime guarantee no so that's how it says it is like the avidya or the ignorance when we think something and we expect it something else and then it says asuchi taking at suchi suchi means pure and asuchi is impure so we are taking the things that is impure but due to our avidya, due to our ignorance, we take it as pure. There could be so many examples again we can take from something. So even just look at our own body or the body or maybe where we love someone. Then if we realize, if we just analyze a little bit, we see this body itself there is so much impurity. It is, it is one of the machine. You know, the, All the time the impurities are just coming out. There is nothing like pure things coming out of the human body. And sometimes it's like when we see people I love so and so and I love so and so and that many times we think we find their mind that only the body is in their mind. I'm not, I'm not talking about the character of the thoughts. So we just see so much they're talking about or they do so much uh, just to you know keep the body or just to maintain the body from outside and so much purity we find the inside is there or maybe you know the impure thoughts are there so that is something impure taking as pure so that is uh, again due to our own avidya or due to our own ignorance then it says Dukkha into sukha. dukha means pain or painful and sukha is happiness. So there are things that they're going to be again it is going to be painful at the end but we take it as the sukha. That again so many examples when we are taking the cause of our pain as the cause of our own happiness. So just, just take an example when somebody likes so much uh, or like somebody is fond of sweets then when he eats the sweets and just due to that cravings and because he is so much uh, having fond to that sweet he eats a lot then what happens the outcome of that eating sweet the pain the illness or maybe you know the stomach upset And that's how we see there are so many things happens you know first we think it is going to give me happiness or i'm going to be very happy when i get it but when i get it then we find or after some time oh there is no sukha in it you know that like in in our neighborhood also we see there are so many times people buy like a very big uh, car or maybe they try to try so hard to get something Fancy and then afterwards they realize after some time it is gets it get broken or it is not functioning well and then the person gets unhappy. So they are trying to find the happiness in, in objects and material and then they realize there is nothing, only the unhappiness. And then they say it,
1: uh, Atma into
0: an Atma into anatma. So that is like non- Spirit or the non, it doesn't have any soul in it, but we think it has the soul in it or it is the soul.
1: Okay?
0: So that is what he says it is the ignorance. This all happens due to ignorance. So he gave given here four things in it just to understand the ignorance. So taking non eternal as eternal, taking impure as pure, taking unhappiness things or painful things just that it is going to give me the happiness and then the non atman or the non-self doesn't have self then we take it as it is the self just like our own body too the body or mind we feel this is the self or our self but this is again just like a covering we this body and mind is like the cover on ourselves in our on our real self that's how he has given the first root cause of the our suffering that is the own or the ignorance so that we need to have a lot of self-studies what we call swadhyay in Sanskrit to go deeper to realize or to go beyond this avidya to beyond this ignorance so that happens due to or that happens with the knowledge only when the knowledge is there then we find the avidya doesn't stay there just like as we see uh, darkness or the night but when the sun is there we find there is no darkness so the darkness go by itself okay so similarly when the knowledge comes we find all these avidya or the ignorance go by itself so that was the first root cause now let's move to the second root cause of the kleshas or pain and suffering so here is it says as asmita asmita here means egoism and he gave a very good definition here the statement here i just read it Drik darshan shaktyor ek atma dev
1: asmita Drik, Drik means
0: the audience or the visitor or the seer and Darshan means the scene, whatever the things around or the material. Okay. And the oneness of that is the Asmita or egoism. So it is very much like, like this, I feel this is me, that means my hand, my legs, my body, my head, my thoughts, my emotions, uh, my memories, this all thing, this is me. It says this is just the, due to egoism, This due to ego. This is because of our ego, we understand our body, mind, etc. as me. So, me is very much different. Like, uh, for example, in front of me, I see this desktop so this desktop I can feel or I can see this I can understand this desktop is separate from me I'm not my desktop I'm talking or I'm connecting to you with this desktop now this much I can understand now this desktop I see with my eyes then again if you analyze or if I analyze then I will find I see the things with my eyes so this is my eyes and this eye is functioning of something beyond it. So something beyond it means that mind. And again, if you analyze that I find that is, this is with my mind, I can understand or I can see the things. So these are all instruments. So my eyes are instrument, this desktop is instrument and then my mind is again instrument. Instrument of what? Instrument of that, myself, the real self but in ordinarily what we think we see that real self as ourselves okay as our all the informations or whatever is thought and whatever is body mind so this combination we think it ourselves that what it says is like egoism or let's take an example from our daily life just imagine there is a House or a, like a bungalow, and is a taker care, or mm, the taker care is uh, staying there, and the owners comes maybe maybe once in a year, or just for one day or two day only. So what happened? This taker care or the watchman has the all authority to use the things within that house within that bungalow. So slowly what happens after staying long time w- within that house, this taker care thinks that it all, all that like belongs to me. And I am, I am the, or like he is using the things as, as like, he is the honor. All his neighbor also thinks he is the honor. And wonder what happens this, the taker care is, has drunken and the honor, Comes by the time, and it was maybe let's say in the evening. Then this, when the owner is at the gate, the taker cares This due to because he is drunken, so he is unable to recognize his own owner. Now the owner is saying, "Let me go in." Then taker care is asking, "Who are you?" Now see this is the situation. That body or oh that sorry that building that house belongs to the owner. And now this taker care is asking, who are you? Now, in this example, we can see, like the self that is always within, you know, that is the owner for this body and mind. And this taker care or the watchman is like our own ego. And that building is like the body-mind we can understand as.
1: So
0: that's how it says, this, the scene, whatever we see around, and the seer when becomes one or the things are the power that makes them one and that is what we call the asmita or our ego that is again this ego is one of the root cause for our suffering for our pain and that's what we see many times in our life just because of our ego or because of the ego how people suffer There are so many examples, so many stories we find in our different epics as well. The first the very, very famous epic, especially on ego, we find in Ramayana again, where we see the Ravana as the symbolic of the ego. Uh, Just because of his ego, how he started fighting with Rama and what happened afterwards with him. And again, even in Mahabharata, we see how Dirudhana was full of egoism and how he always, always like suffering or always in stress or in anxiety just due to his egoism. Okay. So, it was the second root cause of egoism or the Klesha. Let's move to the third one. Third one here it mentioned as Raga. Raga is. If we translate it becomes attachment so attachment our strong likes when we liking something too strong and we forget the outcomes of it and we we are not analyzing it then we find it is the becomes again one of the root cause of the our suffering. So here it says Shukhanushai ragaha. Attachment is that which dwells on pleasure. When we find pleasure or joy in something and we want to have it again and again and this craving and this wanting of again and again makes it attached to it. That attachment again becomes the
1: cause of our suffering. So
0: you can have a lot of examples again uh, let's take an example from Ramayana again so in Ramayan, we see when Lord Rama came back after a long time after his all his education and all he came back from let's say from college and he was announced as the Prince crown friends and he was about to his coronation is about to happen in just few days and one of her mother called Kekai Kekai just said no I'm not agree with it and there was also reason behind behind it and then Lord uh, Rama's father or Dashratha, Dashratha uh, has to make a decision and then, because Dasharatha has promised once upon a time to Kekai that she can have three boons from uh, Dasharatha, from the king or from the father of Rama, then she asked these three boons: like the Rama has to go to forest, Rama has to go to forest for fourteen years, and my son will be the king of this kingdom. And we find then because he was uh he said yes the dasaratha said yes and we find also this also this and again a kind of raga only other attachment only but we find that's how and we also see in our life also there are so many times we also attach with something and then we we just suffer and that we just suffer because when when we attach too much with something, what happens? We find the Viveka doesn't work properly or the power of discrimination gets clouded. So,
1: there must be a lot of stories as well. Then, next
0: cause he mentioned as Dvesha. Dvesha is hatred or the strong dislikes. Strong dislikes when we are something, do not like, we don't like it and it comes again and again in front of us. We again find it as the cause of our suffering or we hate it. And this sense of hatred we find is again gives us loft of pain and suffering. And that what we always try to go away from that pain and suffering. We want to go away from whatever we don't like, we want to just keep ourselves away from it. So, that is again one of the root causes, this sense, this this is the the sense of hatred, aversion. So this was the fourth Klesha. Now we have one more Klesha, that is the Abhinivation. So it says as Abhinivesha, Abhinivesha means fear of death or cleansing to life. And here it is mentioned as It says
1: This
0: is because yoga also believes or yoga is one of the scriptures that believes in reincarnation, you know, life after life. So. It also says this because that experience we had even in the past life too. That's why well, there is also a fear of the death is with everybody. And it is also with, also with the scholars. Even a person is very much learned. The fear of death is also with them. And with this fear of death, there's a very nice story we find in Mahabharata. So we find in life of the Pandavas.
1: One was in the jungle, forest, There,
0: this five brother, Yudhishthira Bhim, Nakul, Sedev. So if you want to know, you can just have more information on Mahabharata. So they were in the forest and then the elder brother named by Yudhishthira, he felt thirsty. So he asked the little brother or the youngest brother brother just bring me some water i am feeling thirsty then shadava went to the jungle first first searching for water and he found there was a pond and the moment he touched the water and there was just a sound like out of blue the sound says if you want to have water from this pond you have to answer some of my questions Then Sadeva says, See, whatever you are, I don't know. I'm feeling thirsty. So let me drink the water and I will drink the water. Not only I will drink, I will also take it for my brothers. Then that sound says, If you drink this water without my permission, you will die on the spot. You will lose your life on the spot itself. Then he says, I don't care. Then he drank water and he just uh, lied there only and became unconscious. Then this way all other three brothers happened the same thing. With all three brothers happened the same thing even with the Bhima. Bhima was the second one from the top. Then the Yidhishthira came there and then same question was also put in front of the Yidhishthira. Then one of the question was very interesting. What is the most wonder in, in the universe, in the life of human being. Then he says, the wondrous of the wonder, we find that this life is like impermanent. We are like, just like a, a traveler. We are traveling and our, this is just like the journey and this journey is going to be end. But no one works or thinks that this is going to be end. No? There is the death as well is also like the there is also expiry date for our life you know like everything comes with expiry date so we find with our life as well there is a expiry date we everyone we celebrate or like most of us now celebrating birthday yeah the like the date of manufacturing (laughs) and then same way there will be also a day of expiry so there are very less people they find that joy in celebrating the expiry date but in some of the ashram in India we find they also celebrate the expiry day a day of expires you know that word. we don't feel good though this is again very much real as real as the starting of the life this end of the life also is very much so that fear also brings us a lot of fear within us
1: okay
0: or lots of brings us the suffering so these are the five causes we find in Patanjali Yoga Sutra. It says as the causes of our sorrow and suffering. So he has also given so many different techniques how we can come out of the this sorrow and suffering by practicing different
1: techniques in yoga. Okay. So
0: I'm going to stop here. So I'm, you are very much welcome. To have your
2: questions, I will try my best to answer. Thank you, Narendra That was um, that was a very um, detailed and descriptive um, explanation of the causes of suffering, and I, I think it was pretty cool to hear you translate um, these Sanskrit terms and words. Um, so, if anyone has any questions, y'all can just post it and post a question. Or if you want audio access to ask him your questions directly, just let me know and. And I'll give access to you. Um, so we have this one question and by Flo. And she says, thank you. Um, it was lovely listening to you translate Sanskrit. I've always wondered what the ancient text spoke about. Um, and the question is, how can we move away from attachment? And how do we notice if a thought is coming from ignorance?
1: Yes. Uh, so there is like two things now. So let's separate the questions. yeah
2: how can so we move away from attachment was the first one
0: how we can move away from the attachment no? yeah. then again uh, so attachment we first find that is the root cause of the attachment is again our ignorance so in ignorance just due to ignorance so uh, uh, we find it it comes about attachment so like something we know that it is not going to give me like uh, joy or happiness for forever but just because of that ignorance we find it is going it is it will give me the joy and ignorance for forever and that's how our attachment starts or when we start enjoying things and we are not able to separate from it you know our whole uh mm, cause of our uh, happiness or joy becomes that thing itself Got it. And that we get that attachment. Uh, okay. Suppose, suppose for young people like uh, nowadays, you know, very much desire for a nice bike or uh, like when he does a lot of things, a lot of effort to buy a bike or let's say a motorcycle. Then what happens? He takes care of it so much and he's always thinking about the bike. So when i there will be my day off or you know i will uh, go out of my school or like uh, not school because th- those are not allowed to bike so adult you know so college college boys let's say college boys so after my school or after my college or after my classes i will go here and there i will take my bike i will do right that way or that way that way so that gets how it's so attached because it's thinking so much to it no? and then slow because we are putting all our mental energy to that object only and we get attached to it and then uh, if something some something like unexpected happens with the bike then how it gives us the pain so slowly we have to understand or we have to bring that understanding this this bike is separate from me this is one of the object it is for me so similarly, if you're taking this uh, for a person in life, then again we say this person in my life has its own pay, own place. Again, so we have, to, or I have to take care of that person. So and I have to take care, or I have to just uh, respect that person, not with attachment when the attachment is not there and we can understand that attachment itself become the love or the prem what we call it or love no just whatever we do we do due to love not due to attachment attachment it is again like another type of bondage or cause of suffering so it it doesn't help us to grow See so now just take another example here suppose uh there is a plant you like it plant and you planted it and it's going to be grow. Now, what you will do is if you are too much attached to it and you, you feel like nobody should touch this plant, nobody should see this plant, you know, and there should be no access for anybody else to this plant. So you might keep it in the room, maybe in a dark place or maybe you can co- you cover it and then slowly you will what you will find that this plant is no more growing this plant is slowly dying but if you love really that plant you will keep it outside in the sunlight or maybe uh, with a nice cage around it you know the people can see it or maybe wants to touch it without harming may touch it then you will find that plant growing so when you are keeping it and taking care of it that is the like we can say attachment a very very thin line in between attachment and love So we need to understand here. And then if you are too much controlling it, and that what you can say, this is the attachment. Okay. So again, we need to understand here. So with analysis, we can understand. And with a calm mind, we can understand. Is it uh, given?
2: Yes. Thank you. Um, We have another question. I've heard there's a mantra that can help you get rid of the fear of death. Which one is that?
0: Ah, the very popular mantra is there. You know, that is what we call we call it Mahamritunjay mantra. That is also the mantra for Lord Shiva. Shiva is also called the Lord of Death. No, he is the uh, the power of destruction. One of the Trinity according to Indian or the Hindu mythology. The power of uh, there are three uh, or like three gods or goddesses or, or the lords the three or the Trinity we call it the God of creation Brahma the God of sustenance Vishnu and then God of destruction the Lord Shiva so this mantra what we call Mahamritinja mantra maha is the great is the death and Jaya means victory so victory over the death so this mantra brings the victory over the death or like we go beyond the fear of the death okay so that the death or the expiry, we cannot neglect it. It will be there, you know, whosoever it is. But what what gives us pain? That gives us pain, the fear of the death. Okay. So that's a Mahamritinja Mantra, you can find it. Or if you, one I can give you. Mahamritinja Mantra is Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandhim Pustivardhanam Urvarakumevabandhanam Mrityor Mukche Mahamritat very nice very beautiful meaning so i pray to the three-eyed lord whose fragrance is all over oh lord my the end of my life should be very much like how a fruit ripen and it comes out by itself from the branch of the creeper or of the tree okay it just comes out by itself no need to pluck it no need to have any force to take it out it just comes by itself you know you have seen maybe the and mango.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Um, and we have one more question. Um, as, as the purpose of the world is experienced too, then how do we experience something without the junction of the seer and the seen? Um, and I think this is from Sadhna Pad, the 17th and the 18th sutras. So it's do you experience this talk without this junction?
0: Yes, the junction is necessary, just due to this junction, we experience everything and without junction, we cannot fulfill the fruit of our karmas, the karmas, what we did in the past life, the karmas, what is going on, the junction is necessary. But just because of this junction only, what happens? And because of the impurities in mind, we feel this junction as one. Now when you say junction, junction, now you are mentioning two. Remember, you are mentioning two. But when it is junction and just due to this ignorance only, again with this junction, these two, we find or we feel as one. Again, with the practice of meditation, yoga, self-study, or Vedanta, whatever you do, you find there are again two. When you find there is two, then you are separated. Then you realize that this is different. That means my... Body-mind is different from me. This is my body. This is my mind. And I am, I am.
2: I did
1: very like uh, a shot.
2: Thank you. Um, so yeah, um, I think this is the end of the questions. And thank you so much, Niranjanji, for taking time out and and doing this wonderful talk with us. It was really cool to hear all the Sanskrit translations. Uh, me personally as well, like I've been I've been dying to know what because I don't know Sanskrit as well. So I've been dying to know what these translations meant. So that was absolutely amazing. Um, so thank you so much, and thanks everyone for tuning in. And um, we hope to see you guys at the next one. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you. Thank you, everyone.